Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hi Joey. Let's start this off with a bit of a lowering of the fourth wall here. Okay. Okay. So we've talked a couple of times in sort of uh, production calls about are the episodes too scary? Are we making things seem too put offish? And what we've both sort of come back to is they're not too scary, but it is important to set the foundation that this is not to be trifled with. We have to be serious and focused on the work that we do. And with that, you've mentioned a number of times about the need to understand how to create safe spaces mm -hmm. and how to protect yourself. You created a, a sacred circle on air with us, but what are some other ways? Well, so casting a circle is obviously, it's a good temporary space. So I want to just sort of address it from a structural perspective. So the very smallest level is your personal shield, something that keeps you separate from the world around you in a very particular way. And depending on the level that you're at in your work determines how much shielding you need. Okay. Because when we start out in our energetic processes, we're mostly invisible on the astral because eh, we're not doing much. So we're, we're kind of dim. Our lights are very dim on the astral. 
as you develop your energetic abilities and you increase your ability to hold energy, you become a brighter light on the astral and you become more attractive for the Klingons and the things that like to come and chew on you and, you know, things that want to prove themselves and, you know, fighting against others and, you know, the craft kids who want to mess with you because they can and, you know, all of that bullshit, Mm -hmm. right? And so the brighter you get on the astral, the more visible you are, the better your shields need to be because you're more visible and therefore you're more open to attack. And so, you know, when you're first getting started, a basic shield that you can find on the internet is fine. Okay. And then you have to start developing much more complex shielding. And that's a deeper conversation. And we'll talk about that at the end. Well, I have a class on that and I'll tell you guys about that at the end. But the shielding is for your personal protection, right? So there are, there are two different kinds of personal shields as well. So there's the shields that you walk around with every day. And then there's the shields that you put up when you're actively under attack. And instinctually, we all do this, right? When I, I talked a few episodes ago about the, um, fe- the energetic fetal position where yep. we shut down our crown and root chakras, right? That is a very basic protective stance that is instinctual in everyone. When we do this and we are actively under attack, we will also instinctually throw up an energy wall between us and the person in front of us. Whether that energy wall holds while the other person is attacking us is dependent upon our ability to hold our intentions and whether or not their energy overwhelms ours and where our energy field is to begin with. Right. Because if you're an empath, it's you not in the right place. <laughs> so, you know, um, there's a lot of things that go into that. But instinctually, we throw up a temporary shield between us and the other person that that's supposed to save us from the other person's emotional and energetic attack. If you can't get away from that, I mean, I remember my father was a yeller and my father was yelling at my mother and I must have been like three or four years old. And I remember going into the coat closet in our front hall and pulling all the coats off of the hangers to pad me so that I wouldn't feel the energy Mm -hmm. come through the walls at me. So, I mean, we can even do physical protections like that where we put things between us and the energy around us. And people who are hoarders are actually doing that in some ways. They're insulating themselves from the impact of the energy of the world around them because it's become overwhelming. And so, you know, we can insulate ourselves with things and clothes and, um, you know, padding, literal padding. So, you know, there's that temporary shielding and then there's the permanent shielding that we live under. And then there's the circles that we set where we have a specific working to do and we do a circle like I did in the Elements podcast. Those are temporary spaces that are set with specific intentions and they're designed to hold a specific energetic. So they're meant to stay up for a short period of time. Now, if you're doing a healing for someone, that's probably an hour. Mm -hmm. If you're doing a small ritual, that's probably two or three hours. Yeah. And if you're running a retreat, that's going to be the entire length of the retreat. 
which could be, you know, three to seven days. And would a circle be used in that case as well? Yeah. So when you do something at that level, the working is much more complex. Mm -hmm. And typically you don't cast the circle with a single person. You include everybody's energy in it to help fuel the circle. And, okay. And you 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 hold the circle differently and it's just, it's a different process. But it is the same concept, right? So it's just a matter of scale. Okay. Right? So, uh, I mean, even to the extent that if I were to go to the Middle East peace, peace talks, let's say. Yep. If I went to the Middle East peace talks, I would set a container for that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let anybody know I was doing it because it might mess with their religious belief structures. <laughs> but but I would set a container for it. Yep. And, and I would fill the room with the energy that I wanted it to be filled with. Peace. Right. Peace. Right. <laughs> And, but more importantly, I think for that, I would fill the room with comfort and trust yeah, and graceful agreements, right? Because you want to fill it with what you want to happen in the space. So I remember going to, uh, Rites of Spring years ago and, uh, no, I'm sorry, Twilight Governing again. <laughs> and... Uh, I watched all these people walking in the door poised for this just really ugly transformation. <laughs> they were just, I was just looking at them going, oh, this is going to suck, right? <laughs> I could just see it coming. And yet somehow over the course of the weekend, it all smoothed out and the transformation just happened. And so I walked up to one of the organizers at the end of the event and I said, wow, really great job setting the, the container for smooth transition, transformation. And she just looked at me and her jaw dropped open. And she's like, how did you know that? I said, I saw it work. <laughs> I said, I watched all these people walk in with ugly transformation coming and it all just smoothed out. The only way that was going to happen consistently is if the container was set for it. And she was just, you could tell she just looked at me differently after yeah. that. You know, she's like, hmm, this one, we got to watch that one. You know, <laughs> um, really, you know, when we set our containers, we're sending, setting it for what we want it to have. And so when you're setting it, yes, you would include peace, but I would set it for the intent of peace being the end result, not for peace being the experience in the room. Yeah. Because peace in the room isn't necessarily going to give you peace as an end result. It's probably going to end up with people chewing and, you know, drinking coffee and hanging out. Yeah. Not actually getting work done. Exactly. Yep. So you want to be conscious of those uh, things as you're setting your spaces. So the final type of space, the final type of protection that we set is what's known as a ward. And the ward is something that you set on a building, usually on a physical space. And it's something that's more permanent. Not that anything is super permanent these days, <laughs> but, but, you know, I've been living in this house for eight years and we've had a ward up on the house the whole time has not been the same ward yeah. the whole time because as people have moved in and moved out people who were energetically aware or not i have reset the wards so i've been living in this community house for eight years and you know when kathy was here she and i set the wards together because we both wanted to be part of the process mm -hmm. and when she started to move the wards started to fail <laughs> 
things started getting in that shouldn't be in the house. And we were like, what the hell's going on? This should not be the case. And I was like, ah, you're already halfway out of the house. Your energy is gone. Therefore, the words are failing. I need to we need to take down what we've got and put up new ones that just have me. And then a couple months ago, when I was moving out, the words started to fail and I was starting to pack my boxes and I was removing my energy from the house. And and so I had to reset the words to be, you know, more earth based so that they were not with my energy included in them so that they wouldn't fail because I was leaving. Right. And so, you know, the words have evolved as the household inhabitants have evolved but they are consistent over time. So the same word would be in effect for a couple of years at a shot, right? So that's the longest term that you get. Yeah. And so with that, you typically have things that hold some of the energy or, you know, you've, you've bound the energy into the walls or you've set a container in some fashion. And we've talked on the altars yeah. when we talked about my happy home altar, which holds the space of the intention for the inside of the home. Right. right? And so, you know, interestingly, I didn't talk about this, but interestingly, when I had a new housemate move in who I was butting heads with the house cleaning crew had actually broken one of the stones in the happy home altar. <laughs> and I didn't realize it until later. And I went, oh, they broke my stone. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if that's what's going on. <laughs> right? Because that had never happened before. We had just like this major problem in the house. And it's because the house happy home altar was there and holding the space. And it's, it's like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But when you set a, a ward on a house, what you're doing, and I'm not going to go into exactly how to do this. I'm, I'm mostly want to talk in this podcast. I want to educate you about Concepts. the fact that these things exist. Yeah. Um, the, each one of these we could spend a whole weekend talking about. Yeah. But when you're doing a ward on a house, you have to take into account who lives there, who's going to come and go. Like I teach my classes out of this house. I had to account for random people coming to my house and wandering in and out with whatever the crap was that they happened to have with them. Right. I had to account for the roommates who would come and go and wander in and out of the house who lived here. And what could I reasonably take off of them and not take off of them without interfering with their free will? So I had to negotiate with my roommates to say, you know, can I strip things off of you at the door and banish them? And they went, yes, please. I'm like, oh, good. Thank you. Because, you know, if you said no, this would be a problem. Because <laughs> then I'd have to. Yeah, that's more energetic manipulation than I want to deal with. You know, <laughs> when you have to take account for that because you're not living by yourself. Uh, funny story. When we lived in the magical household, we as a group had uh, woven a ward. We literally wove it. We got a we got one of those grapevine wreaths. And then we took yarn and we spun a pentacle around the wreath as the protection for the house. And everyone in the house participated in weaving it with the intention of this being the protection for the house. And the ward was hanging outside of the back door of the house. And we all went one day to a performance of the scottish play <laughs> yes i come out of a theater background so i can't not say, it. say it <laughs> <laughs> um and we're sitting there and you come to the point now it's outside it's shakespeare in the park mm-hmm. right and they have these big speakers set up and the sky is looking fine 
and they were outside. It's a beautiful night. And Lady Macbeth says the the famous line of, by the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes, right? And the woman who was playing Lady Macbeth was magical. Mm-hmm. And I was an idiot. <laughs> I said it with her, with intention. <laughs> yes. You, you're, you're, the giggle is appropriate. And the sky lit up with lightning and thunder the thunder boomed across now what i didn't know is that they had lightning and thunder booming across the speakers and then the sky lit up with it so we had both happening at once and the deluge dropped and poured onto all of us sitting outside and we all went running for the gazebo which was the only covered space and after a few minutes, we realized it was not going to let up. And so we went dashing home. Yeah. Now, we get to the house. The front door, which we never use because it is four feet wide, made out of oak and heavy as hell and is never unlocked, is standing wide open. The dog is cowering in the corner and the ward off the back porch has fallen and broken uh, okay yeah bad yeah this very bad. bad very yes. bad very very bad so we literally had to go through this is the six bedroom four bath three story 3600 square foot victorian mansion right we literally had to go through every single room every single space smudge the whole place clear the whole house top to bottom floor to ceiling lock it all up again and re reweave the wards because we broke them or i should say i broke, you broke them. them yes <laughs> i broke them Except i was responsibility <laughs> bad kelly no biscuit yes bad kelly no biscuit i was a bad monkey me and the lady Macbeth actress um because she she was part of it so you know this is what happens when a ward breaks right you just like so yeah some that's the most that's the most dramatic version i've ever seen of a ward breaking but it it works so this is how wards function is you have to make sure that everything is participating and when someone calls something like that then it's going to have an impact right poor dog i felt so bad for sammy she was not a happy camper so so we've got Personal shields. Mm-hmm. We've got circles. Yep. We've got wards. Yes. Are those the three sort of primary uh, That's spiritual the trifecta. That's the trifecta right yeah. there. And it sounds like the way that you're discussing it, with all of them, it's not just that you're putting your energy into those things, but you become energetically connected to those things. Yes. Because as you were talking about with the wards in the house, as Kathy was leaving, the wards started to fail because her energy was starting to be removed from that space, her intention, energetic right. intention. How does that work? I mean, you become energetically connected to these things. If you move away from them, does that mean you're like you've, you're tethered to them? Well, to a certain extent, you're tethered. So you're connected to them in the fact that it's your energy that was used to create them. Okay. But you're not physically connected to them on a daily basis. Okay. It's the same concept as thinking of something as home. Mm-hmm. When you think of a house as home... It has certain meanings to you. It has certain energies that it holds for you. 
And when you're leaving it and you're saying goodbye to it as a home, you're pulling your energy out of the space. That's the same thing I'm talking about with the wards is Mm -hmm. that when you start to pull your energy out of the space, well, your energy went into the creation of the wards. So that'll come out of that as well. And so that's the only way in which it's a it's still a connection is in the sense of it being home. Do you run the risk at all? If you forget to, say, remove your energy from them or take them down, whether it's a a circle or a ward. Funny story. (laughs) (laughs) The answer for the wards is, as you've heard already, you automatically pull your energy out when you go to leave because it's no longer home. Right. And so that's that's going to happen automatically regardless. Circles, on the other hand you're putting up and generally you're staying connected to them because you're monitoring the space and you know, you you're, you're staying connected in some fashion, not always, but most of the time. And so, (laughs) yeah. So Kathy and I (laughs) years ago, we ran a workshop called manifest your mission and we're really good at remembering to set the space. We're not so great at remembering to take it down. And so, I guess, you know, you've been working a long weekend, you don't sleep a lot because it's, you know, long hours. And so what happens is that when Kathy and I do this sort of thing, we we set a container for ourselves for how we want the workshop to go. And that container is the container in which we have the group set their container for the for the weekend. And so we had closed the group container because that's part of the structure of the program. And then, you know, everybody wants to say goodbye and nobody wants to leave and you got to clean up and da, 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 da. And then, then, you know, you're starving and you're tired. And so you, all you really want to do is go have dinner. <laughs> you finally got everybody to go home and you're just like, oh my God, I just got to eat, right? And so we go down the stairs and out the door And we're walking a block away to the restaurant. And the whole time, Kathy is bitching at me. (laughs) She's like, oh, my God, it's so far. Oh, my God, I'm so tired. I thought you said this was only a block away. And I'm like, it is only a block away. I'm so tired. And I'm like, I know, I'm really tired, too. And you're being tired isn't helping my tired. (laughs) We're just like whining at each other the whole time. Just, oh, my God, it's so far. And we get to the restaurant we order our drinks and we sit down and we're like oh my god we forgot to close the circle (laughs) four stories up a block away and it's draining all of our energy because we forgot to close the freaking circle (laughs) right and we're like damn it so we we close the circle from where we were you don't you don't have to go back right you know you're energetically connected to it we just closed it down and it was particularly amusing because when we had set the circle Kathy had set the container and I had filled it Mm -hmm. and she had set the container with this lovely home and I had filled the container with this lovely, joyful bippity boppity boo. (laughs) Okay. And so when we close the container, you know, you do it in reverse. And so I went boppity boopity bip and she went mo. (laughs) (laughs) And we felt so much better. All that energy came rushing back to us. And suddenly we were like, oh, my God, this was great. And the walk back to the hotel was so much shorter. (laughs) So so the answer is yes, it is bad to walk away from a circle that you have have sat and stayed connected to. It is painful. It will drag you down. You feel like you're And cause you to be a whiny baby. Yes. Cement shoes. (laughs) 
okay, what types of tools do people need, if any, to do these things? Whether it's wards or circles or shields. For your shields, you don't really need anything, although smudging is probably a good idea. Mm -hmm. And that would be true for everything else. A good smudge, a good house clearing, a good room clearing, whatever, is helpful, Mm -hmm. Uh, but not required. If you know what you're doing, you should be able to just clear a room with an intention. You don't absolutely have to have anything. Are there countless ways in which you can add things into your space that will support the work yes we'll talk about that in the sympathetic magic section okay i set the warding on my first house that i owned by myself by literally just reaching out and going mine (laughs) (laughs) you talked at the beginning about um a course that you have related to shields Yeah, there's a setting energetic shields course on my website. If you are at the stage where you need more than a basic violet flame, which you can find instructions anywhere on the internet for, and you know, don't believe them when they tell you that violet flame is good enough for anything, because it's so not true. Okay. Okay. It's, it's a perfectly valid beginner's shield and it'll work for anything that you run into as a beginner so you know do an internet search look it up it'll tell you how to do it no problem violet not violent (laughs) violet like the color flame and you know or a mirror shield mirror being you know it bounces back right so either one or both of those are fine for a beginner if you're getting to the stage where you're evolving past that point and where things are getting through that shield then you want to take the the setting energetic shields class on my website because that'll give you the advanced level of the shielding process and is that in the online program section that's in the online program section of the website so kellysparta.com online programs you can find information on the setting shields yes of course yeah excellent Is there anything else that you wanted to say before we wrap up here today? Yeah, I wanted to mention that we totally forgot to do the Ask Kelly section in the last podcast. And then we realized that, you know, it was probably kind of silly to do it at all. So (laughs) here's here's what's been happening. You guys have heard me talking about the fact that I'm moving from Boston to Richmond, Virginia. And as a result, uh, what's been happening is that Joey and I have been sitting down and and power podcasting. (laughs) So like today we are on what our fifth podcast of the day or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So we're like plowing stuff into the can here. And so I'm sitting here going, you know, why are we even doing this? We we sat down in the break in between sessions today and, um, and we said, why are we even doing this? Because... It's going to be weeks, if not months, between when somebody asks a question and when I'm going to have time to answer it on the podcast, because we've got so many pre-recorded now. And I was like, I don't know if they're going to ask questions anyway. You know, perhaps I'm answering all your questions or you don't know what to ask or whatever, but... Who knows? Right. So so we're dropping that section. We're not going to do that anymore. You're going to notice that it's just going away because we were kind of just pulling questions that people had asked along the way anyway, because, you know, I'm, we're, we're actually recording a lot of these before the podcast even launches. Right. So, you know, we're in that place. However, if you have a question, I would love to answer it for you. So we're going to post on the show notes from now and going forward the address of my facebook page for kelly sparta enterprises and 
when you go to the Facebook page, you can ask any question you want about magic, and I will be happy to ask, answer it on the Facebook page. Um, if it's complicated, I may surprise you and do a Facebook Live or something. Who knows? I haven't figured out quite how to do it yet. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I'm happy to answer your questions there. So there's, there's going to be a link in the show notes for that. So right. if you're on the Facebook, then it's a great thing for you to follow Kelly Sparta Enterprises, even not just to go there occasionally, but to actually get updates and understand what's going on with Kelly and, and what she's got happening. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to start publishing some additional videos that are excerpts from my programs that I'm my coaching programs. And so there's going to be additional bonus content on that that page that you can get as well. So make sure you hit the notifications button so you get notified when new stuff comes up. Awesome. Very cool. And that's a great way to stay in contact with Kelly, with the folks who are doing the work with her. We'll be able to see that there and and you can stay in contact with the show that way as well. Awesome. That's all we have for this week. A lot of stories of Kelly screwing up. A yes. lot of stories. This is, this is like a, a revision of uh, Magical, Magical Mock-Ups. Mock yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all we have for this week. Be sure to join us again next week as Kelly adds another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. Here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.